Okay, ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Welcome to. Mila. Wait, you don't have to reply. <laughs> I don't need to reply. I'm trying to do an intro. I'll go. I'll go. That's kind of cute. That's kind of cute. Again. Yeah, again. Just keep it. Okay. Are you ready? Welcome to Coffee on Three. Season three. Yay! Um, just in case you missed, uh, this is a mini series where we will be exploring different careers and jobs. Uh, we're truly blessed to be surrounded with people with, you know, so many aspiring jobs and passion. So we're lucky enough to have them join us this season and share us a little bit about their lives in their careers and give us a little bit of insight. Yeah. Yeah, with that being said, we introduce you to our guest of the day. Shah! Yay! Welcome! Hi! Hi. Welcome! See you all. How are you, Shan, today? How do you feel about being Um, here? For being here, I feel really nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Why? It should be fun, Uh, exciting. Should be an exciting one. Hopefully. Um, do we even have to say like where we met Sean? Because <laughs> I think at this point, how about we know. Like, first impression? Okay, uh, of everyone mm. from my point of view. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you remember Sam? Yeah, I mean, Sam. What's up with Sam? Uh, she was so annoying. <laughs> I can't believe she was born before me. <laughs> no, um, I don't have an impression of Sam, like first impression, because. She's always been in my life. I think it might be more interesting to get her perspective. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we'll come back I don't think so because I can't even remember either. Yeah, it's a <laughs> there's tricky not much. One. There, there wasn't much of a gap there. Mm. Nope, nothing. Millie. Only like two year gap, wasn't it? Yeah, it mm. wasn't really functioning well. <laughs> <laughs> so Millie, mm. I saw Millie. Yeah, I remember when I first met you two because it was the same evening. It's HLT 2016. Oh, yeah. Back in Taunton. Um, I remember Milu because I think I've told this story many times, but in yeah the first evening, Milu came up to me and said that it was really nice to see me again. And me being like the blood person I was back then, I said, I've never met you before. <laughs> and then my first thoughts of her were like, oh, she's quite a forgetful person. <laughs> I like that, thanks. Yeah. Why did you think you met her before? <laughs> I don't know. I think I just I thought you you were her or something. I don't know. Because I went up to her and I was like, why does she look so familiar? And then she was just sitting by herself in the corner. And I was like, I'm gonna go and speak to her. So I went up because she looked like very innocent and you know. So I went up to her and I was like, oh, "Nice to meet you again." And she was like, "I have never met you before." And then I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "I was like, I didn't know if I should go move away or stand." Yeah, I mean, I and guess. Did you I, hope that? No, you... but afterwards, Milu had a good first impression because she was very friendly. Like she, like she, her personality now it was. 10 times that back then, I would say. Like she's calmed down over the years, but oh, back yeah. in the day, she was more hyper. 
she's a little bit tame now <laughs> okay crystal <laughs> crystal yeah also the same the the venue i can't remember whose house it was and then yeah first um yeah it's i think yeah it was a good first impression thanks Sorry, crystal. <laughs> thanks nice that was nice I like to hear my story about transfer impression every time because yes. you spoke about this like so many times. Now what? It's memorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That first encounter was memorable because it was the first time in my life that someone who I've never met told me that it was nice to see me again, and I was so confused. <laughs> you know, what? I probably should should do that often. <laughs> I should go to new people and be yeah. like, "I see you again." Yeah, it's very memorable because, um, yeah, I think from that point on, people are like, oh, what makes her think that I'm familiar to her? (laughs) Nice, actually. (laughs) It's weird because, like, for a normal normal person, like, you won't really go up to someone and say, hi, nice to meet you again. Wait, what? <laughs> nice to see you again. Yeah, and then, but then also, it's not normal to be like, I have not met you. Like, I would just pretend to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Back in those days, I was very frank and I would just say what was on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I had no consideration like for other people's feelings. <laughs> and that was, yeah. But I like that. Like, there's just so blunt and it's like, yeah. Yeah. That was there. Yeah. But- yeah i think she's still the same blunt oh, yeah, but like yeah. much more softer softer blunt she won't be like never seen you before she'll be like i've never seen you before <laughs> <laughs> with a smile <laughs> she'll probably add a smile <laughs> uh, i think we've always known channels like, oh i remember there was a time when we were like shan is a robot and then we would be like uh what is it sam is the one her what is the word master master (laughs) programmer program that's fine okay i think um we know shan enough in her in our adult life i think we should take it back down I don't know for Sam, but me and Crystal should take it back down to when she was a kid. And we have a first question for you, Shan, is what was your wildest dream as a kid and what inspired it? My wildest dream? Yeah, yeah. as a kid. I actually don't know that. I don't know that either. I don't think <laughs> I have any dreams. Like See? robot. Yeah, <laughs> recently yeah, I'm not gonna lie, you know, because like, yeah, people would ask that question, but if I look back, I don't think I had any dreams when I was younger. I was just kind of living day to day, whatever was in front of me. <laughs> that was it. I kind of just accepted it rather than like dream. Mm. Not even like a dream job. Dream job? No. I never knew what I wanted to do. What? Really? Yeah, ever. Like, even though at school I worked really hard and did, yeah, quite well, Mm -hmm. um, I never really had a dream job at the end of it. Or like, Mm -hmm. never did I constantly think about a particular career. I think I was just more focused on what was like in front of me and what I could 
do to help myself in the future rather than like think oh this is what I want to do I'll work towards that it was more like I don't know what to do so I should work hard to open doors for myself mm, and so mature yeah but like it was crazy because I think I've always had this mindset ever since I was young because like I remember when I was like seven I would study you know like that was my go-to that was what I preferred to do which sounds so crazy because I remember like going up to mama and being like oh ma can you help me with this like math workbook because I want to get through it like that was me <laughs> whoa yeah so were you not like inspired by by someone like oh I want to be a yeah uh, did you have like a you know a role model or like you know I, I can't say so like growing up I didn't think I did wow maybe just like seeing like the world around me and seeing like how difficult life is <laughs> that sounds so deep for like a seven-year-old but like I think I've always been quite observant and so yeah growing up I knew that working hard was important and that education was important because not everyone is able to receive an education and what at seven <laughs> yeah it's um so this is what you were thinking because she was so quiet when she was younger like before. everyone yeah like, didn't realize like you were two, two quiet kids one that does not have any thoughts and two this one. <laughs> like, and, uh, <laughs> one that has many thoughts I have many thoughts yeah no, I think because in Philippines like if you observe I remember like going to school when we go to school in a jeepney and a tricycle I would see like kids on the street like they would be selling ice pops mm. and like rags and then you I was going to school and it's like if you put two and two together it meant that like oh not everyone gets to go to school and so it's like a privilege for me to go to school. Like the fact that's that- really interesting uh, that you saw that. Like, yeah, it's crazy. We were in the same tricycle, <laughs> same jeep, right? I never thought that. <laughs> what like, were you thinking? Can't wait to get my money after school and my mango, <laughs> bro. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Wow, that's really oh. insightful, actually. But to be fair, my parents always told us this story. Like she used to when we when we had games like pl- toys, she would do the ironing and she would do like the f- fold. It's like she would already do chores, but it was just toys with toys. <laughs> and I think that played a part in her growing up and being really responsible. You know, oh, yeah. I feel like oh, you're gosh. born responsible. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh, that's like a massive like throwback because um there is a video of me doing that like you know like those old-fashioned camcorder videos that yeah. you take when you're really young yeah i think we watched it through like a vhs you know those those really old videotapes yeah. and yeah like in the frame you could see like Atsam and pia playing together like Atsam brushing pia's hair or something and then there's me in the background with the toy iron just ironing the <laughs> whatever I could find <laughs> wow she was born responsible wow. she was <laughs> it's in your DNA <laughs> yeah. programming it's in a programming 
since, since you didn't really have like a goal of a career in mind did you have like subjects that you were interested in to kind of like pursue or was it all just like all <laughs> were of they like all equal in my yeah opinion? like just yeah no i think for me um in secondary school i liked everything i liked everything apart from drama and <laughs> i think like <laughs> too many emotions the subjects or the <laughs> oh my gosh that's why i was so emotional the actual well. drama <laughs> Oh, the subject drama because you had to act like you had emotions and I could not because I did not have any. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, always true then, to yourself. Like. Yeah, no. Um, at school, I always I enjoyed everything, like from art to the sciences. I didn't like English too much, but I mean, I wasn't bad at it either. I think you know at that stage of my life. Um, yeah, I think. For the longest time, especially like in secondary school, I valued grades a lot. Like that was always my metric for success. Like I never felt satisfied if I got below an A. Mm. Like I would always want to strive for an A or an A star. Or like Do you know a- why you thought that? Like why? What made you think that at that age? <clears throat> I think um, because when I was younger and I attained good grades, I got praised for it. And so like, I associated good grades with this certain good feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to continue feeling that, then you will have to, well, I had to like continue achieving the best for me to feel satisfied. Wow. And I, I think like a lot of people get that. That's why you get people who focus a lot on school because they feel satisfied whenever they get a good grade or when they get grades that are like the top of the class and you don't regret that right i'm guessing no because it allowed me to learn better in a way because mm-hmm. um, i would pay more attention in class and i would work hard outside of class to learn certain things i know like in order to get a good grade but like it gave me like the fundamentals of, you know, putting effort into doing things, working hard, and just the process of learning things and retaining information. Like I only got to practice that over the years because I always strive to achieve the best results at the end of the day. Did you find that you had to like sacrifice something else, like um, like playing yeah. outside? <laughs> Um, it's weird. I didn't at the time. I didn't feel like it was a sacrifice because it was what I enjoyed. Like I, I really enjoyed studying. Like I love to learn, mm. and that's always been kind of at my core. Mm. Um, learning has always been like an important part of my life, and so it wasn't. It didn't feel like a trade-off back then because I also think that. Um, I was able to spend enough time playing outside anyways like I didn't completely um like lock myself in studying I also like played with my sisters with my friends um and I really did playing I, I really did enjoy playing outside as well and I don't know I never felt like I was deprived of anything because mm. I, I think I managed to balance it well my studies like my responsibilities at home and then extracurricular activities because like Oh, my sisters and I, we all did sports at 
high school mm. and so I know I never felt like I would deprive myself of anything like I did what I wanted to do yeah. at the time I wanted to study I wanted to play I wanted to hang out with friends oh she got the balance too oh my god from the DNA, <laughs> from the DNA. no I don't know maybe I sacrificed just well, <laughs> awesome. from from your perspective what do you think I sacrificed I remember this time we were like um playing outside and we're asking you every day like you want to play with us come on come play with us but you always just kind of ignored us and was like no studying no, <laughs> no. like like that kind of thing you were always like no like didn't even um entertain the idea of going outside and so when we were playing we were like oh she's so like such a downer like she why is she not playing with us <laughs> why um... Why isn't she spending time with us? Blah blah blah. Like we we obviously couldn't see the other point of view that you actually enjoyed what you were doing because we, for us, it was like you know play is so much more fun than mm. studying. Why don't you want to play with us? Yeah. Um, oh, actually, now that I think about that. it, and like we had a lot of um, house parties, like family house parties, that I think you rejected a lot. Mm growing up and like I don't know like it, it, we kind of got used to the fact that you weren't there anymore like during those parties or like going outside and stuff but we just kind of like accepted the fact that you preferred staying in but I was curious to know like what if you had like felt anything during those times when we would go out and then you would just be at home but then I, now I'm thinking like you're probably so into your work and your studying that you didn't really f- have time to reflect on those feelings yeah um, actually yeah. you've mentioned that i think what i sacrificed was building relationships with friends and family because i didn't take the time to spend time with them like i would choose books over people yeah not reading books but like textbooks <laughs> it's like, like it's not like you chose it because you had to it's kind of like just you had fun yeah, I think yeah. I, I've always gone with what my interests were, and yeah. mm. at, at that stage in my life, I was more interested in studying as opposed to having like going to parties or being awkward at parties. You know, just like being quiet, just sat in the corner doing nothing, <laughs> just saying that. Mm. Yeah, I found makes a lot of sense. My time was more you know, was studying, that- like was more valuable at that time than just like sitting in a corner of the room doing nothing um but i guess like yeah in hindsight maybe relationships with friends um were not well developed back then Mm. because yeah i didn't prioritize people but that's okay i think didn't you think it paid off with what you have because um (laughs) i think i'm making up for it in in this stage of my life like i feel very very connected with the people that are in my life no i have no regrets (laughs) no i wouldn't if i was in your position yeah yeah you can really form deep relationships when you're still a kid because no one really understands themselves well while you articulate what they actually feel and what they actually think Whereas at this stage in our lives, I feel like we've lived long enough to have pondered enough about certain aspects of our lives in order to build deeper connections with people. Um, so now that you've kind of done really well in like all your subjects, 
in terms of A levels, was there like an advice that you went by to choose the subjects you chose? Like in terms of wanting it to like pursue a career, did you just pick out which one you did the best in and just hope that <laughs> you'll make a career out of it? The best. For the best. Yeah. Um, it was it was hard to pick based on what I did best in because um. You did, did best in all of them. <laughs> I did best in, sorry to brag, but I did best in all of them. Oh, wow. We love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like for GCSE, I I think yeah, I had the same mindset when it came to choosing my GCSEs and A-levels. And that was always thinking about what would give me the most choice, most choice in the yeah. next stage of my life. Because like I said, growing up, I never had a dream job. I never had particular dreams. All I knew was that, you know, I could probably make something of myself but if i'm at that stage where i don't know what it is in particular that i want to do the best i can do for myself at this stage of my life is to open doors and not close any of any um yeah so when i chose my gcse it was quite broad like i made sure i picked a humanity a creative subject a language um yeah and then also like IT, the technology aspect. And then for A-levels, I realized that yeah, choosing sciences would open more doors because why did I think that? Um, by that point, did you not know what, what uh, industry you wanted to go into or like direction you wanted to go into still? Um, direction? I think I knew that I, I wanted to be like healthcare based, like in the uh, medicine and science field. Why? More of my interest because growing up, I was quite like sickly as a child. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Actually, I think part of the reason why I chose to work so hard at secondary school is because in primary school, I missed so many days just being off sick. Mm. Um, yeah. And then I didn't like that and I was like, oh, when I'm in, in high school, I'm going to make sure like I go to school every single day. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, because one, I was just interested in diseases. I found them to be fascinating and I just kind of wanted to understand more about them as to why we get sick and like why, why do certain diseases um, exist and what's the cause of them. And then I think science as a field in general is just interesting and because it's one that's gonna continue to evolve and there's always like room to learn more because we don't know everything like there's so much about the world about ourselves that we don't know and i like me as someone who enjoys learning i saw that there was like lots of opportunities to continue learning throughout my lifetime if I stayed in this field. Um, so that's why I kind of gravitated towards that. But also there was always going to be an element of helping people through that by helping to progress like the science um, and also medicine. You're ultimately going to be contributing to humanity with the work that you do. Um, so that's also like an important aspect for me. You know, in terms of advice, I don't think I was given much advice. I just I just knew that I had to open doors for myself if I am still uncertain about what it is that I wanted to do. Mm. Did you feel like a rush or pressure at that time? Because why did you feel like you had to open doors for yourself? Um, I feel pressure. 
I think I pressured myself because um, I couldn't decide on what it is that I wanted to do. Like I felt bad because I didn't have a particular goal in life, like a particular career to strive for. I was just kind of going with whatever my mum told me to do. That's so crazy because to me, like before, I didn't know this, right? I didn't know that you didn't have a goal or whatever. But to me, you seem like very put together and like you know the direction you're heading in life. So it's kind of like a new light for me to see you this way. But it's still really good because, you know, like you're just calm still. Like even if yeah. like you're still like building foundations and that is good for you and your future, even though you, you don't have a particular like path in mind nice it's a fresh perspective actually because you know uh, most of the people that you speak to they are like want to have like they know where to go and people that don't have like goals and stuff usually feel like rushed or pressure from Mm. those people yeah yeah Oh, is that why? Oh, is that why you asked the question? Yeah, because I like. I think for a long time as well, I felt like that that I didn't have a goal, but the only pressure I felt was because I thought that it was okay for not to not have a goal, like, and like just you know, be in the present and like enjoy life and stuff. But then mm-hmm. at some points, like I would feel like overly pressured by the people around me because they would be like, "Why do you not have a five-year plan? Why do you not have like this? Why do you not have mm-hmm. that?" And like what is oh, your goal and i'm like you, you know yeah uh, okay um yeah so in terms of feeling rushed i don't yeah. feel rushed anymore anymore i think um maybe when i was younger i might have felt mm-hmm. a bit of pressure to like do things at a certain age and achieve things at certain ages but i think i i learned quite early on in my career that there's no need to rush there's there's really no need i think like yeah in my gap year like i realized a lot of things Mm. um and one of them was you're going to be spending decades of your life working why are you trying to get everything done within five years yeah wow wait so the gap year the gap year Mm. tell us all about it like this is after A-levels, right? Um, yeah, after A-levels, I took a gap year. At, yeah, you took a gap year. Um, and you also went traveling. Yeah. So how um, did that, like, mixed in with the whole career? Like, what did that gap year teach you? And did it alter, like, the, the course of what you wanted to do? If anyone is thinking of doing a gap year, is, it, is in a gap year currently, like, what do you think is your advice to them? I think like my gap year was definitely a turning point in my life and so if anything like I'm so glad that I chose to not do what everyone else was doing and that was like going straight into uni after being in how many years of education like not taking a break at all and just going straight for it just because that's what everyone tells you to do like taking a gap year was like a, a big risk because no one in our community mm-hmm. had really done that before like intentionally mm-hmm. you know sometimes you take gap year because you didn't really have much of a choice mm-hmm. but i was intentional and i was like okay i need time to kind of like think about what i want to do next 
because I think I would like have um, suffered like mentally if I just kind of went for it without like taking a step back and thinking about what what it is that I want to do in life. Yeah, what so advice like, would you give to someone who wants to take a gap year or thinking about it? Um, do it. Yeah, do it because in your gap year, you're 18 and you turn 19, like you were so young. Mm-hmm. What is one year? Like, what is one year? Say you live up to 100. Yeah. It's like 1% of your life. That's so little. It's nothing. Yeah. And when you look back, you think, oh, that was just one year. Oh, yeah. It's like, for me, it was such a, yeah, such a turning point because that was the year when I realized that studying is not everything. Mm. <laughs> you know, and like getting good grades doesn't define you as a person. Mm. And that there's there's more to life than studying <laughs> even though that's something oh go ahead go, 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 go. Mm. no i was gonna say like even though it was something that i've always enjoyed i couldn't like see past that like i didn't know the value of relationships like friendships fostering good friendships like building a solid relationship with your family members as well or the importance of trying out new things and experiencing life outside of textbooks <laughs> um and it also made, because I was working as healthcare assistant, and so I was surrounded by mostly like older people, you know, like having conversations with them. But life is unpredictable and it can be, sh- it can be really short or long. Like you can't predict how long you're going to live. And so you shouldn't like worry too much about what's going to happen in the next five years because you don't even know if you're going to live in the next year kind of thing. (laughs) I think like, yeah, speaking to patients made me realize that, you know, life is so long because most of the patients that I saw were like in their 80s and I asked them about what was your life like? What would you say to a young person like me? Like what advice would you give? And they would always say just like, you know, spend time with your family and friends. do things that make you happy um, and I think like seeing people of different ages made me realize constantly how long life is and if I want to live a good life it's important to live a slow life and not to not to be like too fast-paced because when you're too fast you miss out on a lot of things right? I don't know like I realized a lot of things because um, that was also the year when I started YFC again and so I was there uh, building new friendships and deeper connections with people yeah no I started to find like satisfaction in building good relationships with people and so I, I realized like that was an important part of my life and I need to work on that a bit more mm-hmm. uh, yeah no, I worked as a healthcare assistant did that change or influence your like an um career um i think it like solidified my desire to work within wait didn't you work in a law firm before though like placement oh oh yeah so i've wait i went oh. backwards didn't i <laughs> yeah you went like so far back. sorry um, so when i was younger my mom told us you know like different career paths that we should enter and my mom told me that I should be a lawyer and so because I didn't really know what that meant I I wanted to explore it further and so I did work experience when I was 16 um, within the the legal department in our local council and it was from that moment on I realized that I did not want to do law (laughs) what's the difference for you the difference was I think like because I saw what they did like on a day-to-day basis and I didn't find that exciting 
you know. Wow. Um, I didn't know that part You're so of like, proactive as a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I really We had to was... though. Our school was like, you gotta do this, this, this. Oh. Was, like, yeah. They told yeah. us to do work experience and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that I did that at that stage of my life yeah. because otherwise I think I would have continued with law purely. Not gonna lie, I can see that. <laughs> why? <laughs> I think that's. But I think my mom also knew why. I I also knew why my mom wanted me to pursue law, and that was because as a child I was very argumentative. Like I would talk back. I would. You do have state facts and stuff. Like if Lowa had a starter pack, you would have probably two out of the four. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think when I was younger, I had no. more, more traits for I think someone who would do law. But then as I got older, I became more softer. And that is interesting. That's yeah. character development, like literally. Yeah. Do you know it's really hard Imagine. to uh, work experience in law firms. I just wow. don't know how you got that. Like, it's so hard to get experience in yeah, law firms. In, in a law firm, but it was like, you know, the local council. Legal um, department. Legal department. And so, yeah, I worked with some lawyers there. It's because, like, they, they work for the for the people. Well, you know, like, people couldn't um, yeah. hire their own lawyers. And and yeah, I Sorry, think going was- back to your... HCA moment. <laughs> I feel like this conversation jumps from one, one <laughs> to another, like one from one year to another. Yeah, for my HCA role, how it solidified my desire to work within the field of medicine and science. Was that because um, I realized that there's so much you can do for people within this sector. And the thing is like, it's so life-changing as well. Like even if you can just treat one person you not only treat their disease but you also like heal a lot of um, like issues in their life that they experience because of their illness like when you when you get ill it really impacts you your career and your family but then if you're able to help treat a person's disease like you can take away a lot of that pain for a person mm-hmm. not just like the physical pain of what they're going through but also like all the emotional and mental turmoil that comes with suffering from yeah a disease um like how about like your journey in finding that and for example like that you you know you made that decision like oh yeah i want to kind of help do this do Mm. that how was that was it hard was it something that you imagined since you're kind of good at doing everything like was it hard for you hard for me to choose what i wanted to do at uni the journey of like the journey of uni and pursuing this career like just going i'm guessing like you made the you made a choice already that oh you want to stay in in health medicine Mm, industry and then you chose like a specific path this year what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you do at uni? Medicine. Oh, so at uni I did biomedical sciences. Biomedical. So that doesn't yeah. really have like a certain career in mind, right? No, it's very broad. Um, mm. Is it because mm. one, I liked biology and um, I didn't like plants, and so I wanted to avoid ah. plants and focus more on like human diseases and human health. Mm. And so biomedical sciences was that for me. Mm. Um, that's cool yeah no actually through this conversation i realized that i actually thought a lot about every stage of my life 
without being aware of it. Like I wasn't yeah. conscious of the fact that I was thinking about all it's of this. It's just how element. your brain processes. Yeah. But yeah, the journey was like up and down, I would say. I think whenever I went to the next stage, I realized more and more that I was in the right path. Was there a certain moment in, in like that journey was like the standing out moment, you know, that you felt like, ah, this is it. Mm, yeah, I think it was my placement year when I actually started working in research and I was exposed to what research actually is because like for the longest time the science I knew was kind of just facts like it was just given to me like these findings were just given to me the actual process of how people got to those conclusions was not like something I was fully aware of and so when I did my placement and I was like actively doing the the lab work yeah, I came to realize that I enjoyed doing like the practical work the data acquisition, the data analysis, and then the presentation of findings. Even though like I still find presenting hard, it's nice to know that you're contributing to something mm. big and something so great at the end of the day. I think also just like my lectures in general, every unit that I've taken, I was I always found myself interested in. Like I was never bored of any of the subjects that I took and I willingly like went to lectures um, with email my professors if I didn't understand things or wanted clarification certain topics like I think from that point I knew that you know I actually enjoy learning about these things mm. and that it fascinates me and it like continues to fascinate me because there's so much knowledge out there that I'm not yet mm. that I don't know yet and then even so there's still like a lot more to learn and to uncover in this field which is really exciting to me because i get to learn forever <laughs> wow i like your attitude to learning yeah. that's so fun nice do you, do, you, do you have you ever felt lost i think every time i'm faced with rejection i always mm. lost um because you know you go for something thinking like oh this is for me and when you don't get it you're like oh what now like i thought that was gonna be it and it, it didn't work out. And now I'm like, okay, I have to like reevaluate my options. And then in those moments, yeah, I feel lost because I'm like, okay, this is not what the world wants for me. Like, this is not what God or what the universe is, would want me to have. Then, then where do I go? <laughs> you know, um, but- What do you do in those moments? Yeah, I don't feel lost for too long. I think the longest time I can feel lost is probably like a month few weeks or a month and it's because I'm yeah like you said earlier I'm quite proactive and if I don't get one opportunity I'll go and seek another within my interest like if it's still something that I'm interested in I will seek opportunities within and if I get it then I'm just like ah it's meant to be I'm meant to be here and then I don't feel so lost anymore because I think my whole life I've, it's just been like that but there have been many coincidences that kind of solidified my path yeah so like the first one was my like the first time I really became interested in science was when I went to science camp when I was in year eight <laughs> like that was like my first exposure to um, a proper science lab with people doing experiments and people discussing like data um, discussing science thinking about like how we can improve certain experiments and stuff like that was like my first time being exposed to that 
and I thought like, wow, this is so fun, <laughs> really fun. Um, and I did science camp. You want to guess at which uni? Uh, oh, hmm. Yeah, the university. Wow. So like that was my first exposure of a university, and that from that point on, I knew that oh, I really want to go to uni. Like, this is something that's really for me. Wow. Um, wow. And you saw it through. Yeah. You and went like, to Bath. I went to Bath. What is your job title? What is your job description? Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's almost an hour and we haven't even got to that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a research assistant at Oxford University. Wow. That's um, doing drug discovery research for Alzheimer's disease mainly, but other neurodegenerative diseases. Okay. <laughs> oh, so oh. cool. Can you break that down yeah, for us? Like, like yeah. what does it oh. mean? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, so what What is a neuro? Um, so, yeah, so neurodegenerative diseases are diseases that are caused by the degradation or like the breakdown of neurons. Neurons being your brain cells. Um, and when parts of your brain become damaged it causes different types of diseases like what like what kind of diseases um so for instance alzheimer's disease that is the main cause of dementia which i think most people are aware of dementia is an umbrella term for um a group of symptoms that you know most people think of uh, uh, memory loss yeah deficit, um, change in personality. <laughs> what causes it? So much jargon. Uh, so the cause is still debatable, debated, like it's debatable. Like some people think it's um, this aggregation of proteins. So when pro this protein like clumps together and it um, causes the breakdown. Oh, I feel like there's just so much information. Um, no, it's, it's nice uh, asking for a friend. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, your research part. Yeah, what part of are you researching of Alzheimer's? Um, so we're, I should know these things. We're, so we're a drug discovery lab. So in oh. drug discovery, what you try and do is find compounds that will eventually be made into a drug that mm. can then treat a certain disease. What I do is more of the wet lab work. And so I test the compounds on different cell lines to see if they trigger the response that we expect them to, like what we want them to do, which is for us, like it would inhibit the neuroinflammatory system. So inflammation within the brain. <laughs> oh, many. <laughs> what would you say, like, what was the fa your favorite thing about job and then something that is like super hard to do okay so one of the things i like about what i do is the fact that i get to learn <laughs> i get to learn a bunch and of also i like to work with people so like the collaboration with other scientists like discussing our data discussing what we think is the main cause of a disease and discussing a lot of things <laughs> now what's the hardest the hardest part is uh, feeling like an imposter <laughs> oh. oh yeah because like in our field 
the more you learn, the less you know. And That's like, more. why, why, why? Because the more you learn, the more complicated things become, and the more you realize oh. how little it is that we actually know. Yeah, that makes yeah. so sense. Because when you go deeper into a topic, you realize that there's so many questions that are left unanswered. And because of these unanswered questions, the full picture can't be built yet. Yeah. And like when you discover something, question certain aspects of it a bit more. And then you realize like, oh, we actually don't know enough about this certain thing. That's not what imposter syndrome is. Um, <laughs> but like also like imposter syndrome, because like whenever I walk into a meeting in a room full of like other scientists, I feel like I know nothing. Mm. You know, like I don't, I don't fully understand everything that's said mm. within that meeting. Whereas everyone always looks like they do. And so that can be quite difficult at times. There are lots of instances where I feel really stupid. Mm. <laughs> but like, yeah, and I just keep reminding myself that these people are more experienced than me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they have had more time to acquire more knowledge. Yeah, for sure. And they've been able to learn throughout their experience to become more efficient with acquiring knowledge and then sharing knowledge where I'm still very much at the beginning of my career in this field and so of course I wouldn't know half the things that they know yeah through that that's so true oh, um just like one thing I was gonna say when you talked about rejection earlier right that you know when you speak about it now it sounds like oh my god it was just like a tiny period of your life but then when you were in it it felt like because I remember when you were in it and then it was like it felt like the longest time and you were like ready to get out of it and you were just like yeah. how do i progress and then you know but now that yeah. you speak about it it's like sounds like the tiniest yeah. amount of time of your life isn't it so, mm. so crazy yeah, yeah. When it, it, then you're like oh my god when is gonna when is this gonna end mm. and then why when, is like the the hard times of our lives like why is, does it feel like it's the slowest time but the happiest ones always fly by Mm. I think it's because your hard times are the the moments where you learn the most and in order for you to mm. process all that learning it takes time whereas happiness is more of a bliss, bliss. yeah wow. I think also like uh, the concept as well like when you're happy you want it to like last longer so like you're finding things to do in that time and then like the mm. time is going quickly but when you're like in that ditch where you're like everything is unhappy you're trying for the time to go, go quickly yeah mm. and so you're like mostly still because you're like oh yeah this is gonna end so i'm just gonna stay still until it ends but the staying still part i feel like feels so long yeah, yeah. and the thing is you don't only go through it once in your life <laughs> it literally comes like yeah goes and then it comes and goes <laughs> yeah you know it's just so interesting to see like when we talk about it it's just like oh yeah it was just like some parts of our lives here and there but when i was in it i swear it felt like it was never ending yeah, yeah. like when you go through hardships for like three months in those three months it felt it feels like three years but then like looking back it was only three months yeah mm -hmm. wow but yeah amazing we've learned so much about you shan that's how do you feel about the whole 
thing, you know. That's fun. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I've got a final, final question. And it's what advice would you give someone who is considering working in the area that you work in? Good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's valuable. Yeah, I think I was talking about mentorship with Pia yesterday, trying to convince her why she should seek out for a mentor. Mm-hmm. I think not just even for my field, but like for everyone's field, you should find a mentor because they guide you and will hold your hand when you're feeling like your career is not progressing or when you feel like it's not going anywhere or the direction you want because they are one step or like a few steps ahead of you in the game and so like what you've going you're going through now is something that they've already experienced before mm. Um, mm. but the thing is they've already and so right. they know how and they offer you like valuable advice and also insights into your career prospects within your field. And how do you go about finding a mentor? Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, like what actions do, do you have, what actions um, do you have to take to find my, a mentor? My, the first mentor that I ever had within my field was my peer mentor at university. And the way I found her was, um, actually it was given because the university had a mentorship scheme where you would be paired up with someone from the year above to kind of guide you through first year. But what was different with my relationship with my mentor compared to my cohort and their relationship with their mentors was that I chose to like stay connected and I reached out and I worked hard in forming a good mentor-mentee relationship with my mentor so that Mm. it wasn't just like a a one-year thing because that was um, the aim of the mentorship scheme was just to help first years get around university life but then like I stayed in touch and I always chose to be honest and upfront with what I was going through so like if I was struggling I would tell her and then I would ask her like how to get over this or if I was uncertain about something I would go to her and be like, oh, how do you, how do you deal with this? Like, what, what are the resources available for me to like, solve this issue, whatever. And like during my application for placement and when I was applying for roles after graduating, I like sent all my CVs and cover letters to her wow. so that she could check through it. And she like really gave me some valuable feedback. And then it actually like also helped me get the role that I'm currently in because she was the one who made who informed me about the opening having a mentor is really great like someone who's just like one stage ahead of you but also having another mentor who's like decades ahead of you so the other way i got another mentor was through twitter what? yeah on. on twitter i found that there was this women in stem networking scheme and I decided to join it and then one day they advertised a net um, a mentoring program for women in STEM and I applied for it stated the reasons why I wanted a mentor what I was looking for and where I am currently at in my career and where I want to be and then yeah I got in I got accepted to the scheme and then looked at different 
profiles of mentors and then found someone who kind of fitted what I was looking for and reached out to them, asked them if they were happy to mentor me and like started a mentor mentee relationship with them at the start of this year and it's been like really good because um yeah last Wednesday we had our monthly catch-up and it was just so nice because she was able to like give me more of an insight into what a career in academia would be like because even though at the moment I work at a university the way our lab is run is like a small-scale industry yeah. and within the field of research like academia and industry are quite different um, but she gave me like an insight into what academia was like which is really valuable it's helpful because it kind of allows me to think more about what it is that i want to do in life and like what aspects of my life is important and what i'm willing to sacrifice mm. and not sacrifice for a certain career path. awesome wow <laughs> full of look up for those mentors Go find your mentors, everyone. They might be on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Shan, for coming on to this podcast. Even though you were nervous, you really did give a lot of amazing insights. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, yeah, that was amazing. You did great, Shan. (laughs) I'm not sure like that was interesting or or not. It was very informative. It was good. You guys were so quiet. (laughs) Because we're listening. Because we've never. I think. It's because it's really nice to hear you finally speak about yourself because you always ask us questions Mm -hmm. and you're always asking Mm -hmm. everybody questions. So like, it's nice to see how your brain works and you know, how did you get here? So that's really interesting to hear. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And your like personality really suits your job. Yeah. Complements it, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy what I do. Say thank you again to our listeners for listening every single week to our episodes. We hope that you are enjoying these insights and these new information that we're also gaining from all of our friends. Um, and once again, thank you, Shan, our special guest, for joining this episode and sharing with us what you do and how you got there. And if you'd like to hear more of these amazing stories, please follow us on Coffee on Three at what (laughs) at Coffee on Three on Instagram. (laughs) And don't be shy to say hi. React to this episode and send us your stories or questions. Uh, Thank you again, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Thanks, Shan. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Proud of you, Shan. Like that. You Bye. Like that? Bye. Uh-huh.